everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Be the Flame or Fire and Magic Meat. I am your host, Amy Barilla. I hope this finds all of you healthy, wealthy, and wise. As you'll recall, at the beginning of each episode, we center ourselves and ground ourselves for our collective mantra or affirmation. I do believe in the power of words and affirmation because not only can they shift the energy and our vibration, but it sets a tone and it helps ground and center ourselves for taking on the day. So without further ado, I want to ask each of you to take a moment and just settle yourself down. Life is hectic. There's so much static being thrown at us everywhere we turn. Close your eyes, maybe take a couple of nice deep breaths, and when you're ready, I'd like you to place your hand over the center of your chest, over your heart, that is your life purpose and your life force energy beating. And repeat after me, always I rise. Take another nice deep breath, inhalation through the nose, exhalation out through the mouth and you can open your eyes again. We've now activated our sacred healing space. Today, we have a really great episode. We're gonna dive in deeper into the meaning of being a spiritual outlaw. I wanna talk a little bit, actually, I wanna talk a lot about the practice and the art of being a spiritual outlaw. Now, before we go any further, I know, and actually not only do I know, but I actually hope that this puts some people in a knot because if it puts you in a knot, that means you're being triggered. And as I've always taught you guys, a trigger is an indication that something within is going without. There is another piece to that when we are triggered. We're not all supposed to agree upon everything that everybody else is doing. That's the beauty and the purpose of having a really big ass sandbox to play in. And the sandbox, the sandbox can get pretty thick and wonky and murky when it comes to the realm of spirituality, okay? My definition and my impression, this is mine and mine alone. You don't have to agree with me and I'm okay if you don't. But being a spiritual outlaw means that there are going to be times in the way that you move about the world day to day, not only in your healing arts practice, but how you practice the art of spirituality in your own personal life is going to look different than what others are doing. And that is so okay. All right. We aren't supposed to practice spirituality exactly the same. There is no standard template for that. It's very individualized, it's very tailored, and it's extremely unique to the person, right? Now, if you've been watching me long enough and if you listened to me in season one and now you get to see my face during all these episodes of season two, you're kind of getting the understanding and a better picture that I'm not airy-fairy, okay? Thank goddess for that. I don't want to practice spirituality from an airy fairy perspective. That's just me. If you also listen to season one, you might have hear, heard me touch upon the fact that I carry a gun. I love motorcycles. I swear like a sailor and I love to wear leathers. Okay. That's me. That's who I am. Okay. But I'm not judging you if that's not who you are when it comes to your practice of spirituality. I love crystals. I love fairies. I love unicorns. That the, that's the other side of me. 
I have a harder edge to me and I also have a softer side. And I think that's part of the shadow work that we're doing being called up in this current human body assignment. And I think that is what makes us truly unique, all right? I have a hard edge and I have a soft edge. And sometimes they fight with one another and sometimes they're in conflict. And I think the purpose of learning about who we are in this lifetime is how to integrate both sides of that so we can live our very best life. Some of you may know that as shadow work, right? If you follow the line of shadow work, we have dark and we have light. I know I have dark and I have light. There are a lot of thoughts that go on in my head day to day that if you actually could gain access to what I am thinking, you might be a little bit disturbed or alarmed, all right? But that's part of who I am. I'm okay with that, all right? That's why therapy is so wonderful. But that's why I continue to do this body of work because I'm working with children and I'm working with mothers who are experiencing a whole lot of stuff, all right? This world is really chaotic. This world throws shit at us and we're not prepared. But if we are being authentic, which is, I'm going to talk to this to you about this in just a second. I want to touch on the difference of being authentic versus being real because there is a distinct difference between the two. If we're going to do this body of work as a healing arts practitioner, we have to come at our practice from an angle of being truly authentic. That takes time. That's a personal evolution, okay? And being authentic is I'm showing up and I'm being me in all its glory, in all the lightness and in all the shadows and sometimes all of the darkness because I have people coming in who are in crisis, whether they're a child or whether they're a mother, all right? But if I'm not going to approach how I'm working with them from a place of being authentic, I'm not doing my job effectively, okay? And I do wholeheartedly believe that. But also when I'm working with people and also in the relationships that I have in my personal life, if I'm not going to be real, I'm really selling myself short. I'm selling my clients short because we can't approach everything that happens to an individual from the place of, well, what is the spiritual message in this, okay? I had a stroke almost a month ago. If one more person came at me and said, what do you think the spiritual message of you having a stroke is, Amy? I thought I was gonna punch him in the face, okay? My brain had a lack of oxygen. I was experiencing a whole lot of physical changes and emotions. And the part of my brain that was affected was specifically dealing with emotion and personality. I felt outside of myself. The point I'm trying to make is that in trauma and in crisis, we have to be real and we have to reach the person where they're at. We have to meet them where they're at in order for them to feel loved, seen, and heard. We can't spiritualize ourselves out of every situation that gets thrown our way in this lifetime. We call that spiritual bypassing, or we also know it as toxic positivity. Sometimes bypassing and toxic positivity can have a contra effect or a contra indication. Sometimes when we throw that at a person, they might show up with more resistance and it might thwart their healing journey. And if I didn't experience that firsthand, I couldn't come to you all today and share that with all of you, all right? 
So it's very important. When it comes to your healing arts practice, the art of being a spiritual outlaw also means that you're gonna have to be prepared for judgment and criticism. I've been at this now 13 years. I've had countless people throw shit my way. I don't care anymore, all right? I'm still here, I'm still in business. The point of the matter is, I must be doing something right. In my early years in my practice, I had formed what ended up becoming one of the largest Reiki circles here in Las Vegas. It was really a divine intervention and pure magic to see this circle grow and swell. At its high point, we had over 60 people show up every month to come and have a collective healing space where not only could they receive, but if they were practitioners, they could share their gifts and their crafts with those who were showing up in need of healing. It was really beautiful and wonderful. And I had a love offering box. And I had someone send me a message on Facebook and she was just beside herself because I was actually asking for donations. All right, well, number one, let's dial this back a bit. A donation is not an obligation. It's a suggestion. If you feel called to give, you give. If you don't feel called to give, I don't care, all right? It's not gonna diminish the way I look at you or the quality of care that you are gonna come in and receive, okay? Makes sense, right? But what people also forgot to understand is what goes on behind the scenes in putting a huge community event together. I had advertising costs. I was using my time and talent to show up well before the event started so I could make sure things were set up properly. I purchased cases of water and I'm not doing this to get a pat, pat on the back. I'm saying all this to you because people think that in the healing arts or spiritual business, everything is free. When you go and get your hair done, is it free? When you go get your nails done, is it free? No, you pay someone for their time, their talent, and their service. A community event is not an obligation, it's just a loving suggestion. And also what I would do is I would pick a charity, usually once or twice a quarter, and those monetary donations would be gathered up and I would send it to that charity on behalf of the Northwest Las Vegas Reiki Circle. And it was really a wonderful thing because we not only got together as a community so that we could experience healing and send and receive, but also we were helping people outside of the room where that circle was being held. It was really a magical time. And I did that for several years until I got to a point where I felt that it had reached its pinnacle and I was ready to kind of shift gears and kind of say, you know, it had its heyday, but I'm now ready to move on to something else. And I had a lot of criticism for that, for the love offerings, and that's fine. I've had criticisms for, you know, the, the potty mouth. I don't really care, all right? That's fine, that's okay. We need to stop sitting in a place of judgment and assuming that if you're operating a certain way, you're not coming at it from a place of being authentically spiritual or being a truly spiritual human being. So that's a lot, right? But I have a feeling that there's a lot of you out there watching this right now who can identify with what I'm saying, and this might be you. So the whole purpose of today's topic on operating as a spiritual outlaw is that 
Your badass magic belongs only to you and to you alone. We're not supposed to have a copycat outlaw set of, of dynamics. That's the beauty of being who you are. You have this amazing spark, this amazing essence, this amazing vibration. And those who are drawn into your orbit are drawn into your orbit by divine synchronicity. I do believe that. And you'll have some, you know, assholes and weirdos show up along the way, and that's okay too. Those are testers. Oh my God, I can't even begin to tell you in, you know, early years, how many assholes came my way. It was a good lesson for me. You've got some strange individuals out there, but they're testers. They're designed to be tossed your way to see how you handle it and how you set boundaries. That's how you learn to be authentic and how you learn to be real. And I learned that the hard way. I learned that the very hard way. In the beginning, you just want to work on anybody because you want the world to see how amazing you are. All right, but there's a price we pay for that. That's also part of being an outlaw. You have to test those waters and you have to weed out all that bullshit before you finally land on solid ground to know who it is you want to work with. And I'm glad that I had to go through that, albeit painful and albeit traumatic, because when the dust settled, I knew that children, uh, women and children were really my passion. And those other things that show up along the way, I'm happy to refer them out to a colleague who might be able to take care of them way better than I ever will because I set a healthy boundary, right? So let's kind of recap a little bit of that, talking about that spiritual outlaw. Just be you. That's your magic. It belongs to no one else. It's okay if you are spiritual and you love fairies and unicorns and gnomes and crystals, but you also carry a firearm. It's okay that you love fairies, gnomes, unicorns, and crystals, and you swear like a sailor. That doesn't make you less spiritual. Actually, I applaud you. And if I don't know you, maybe we should be friends because that's who I want in my life. I want more of that. I think there is strength in those numbers. But I also support those who may practice much differently than I do. I don't judge them. There's an audience for them too. And I think that's a little bit of what people miss. We miss the mark on that is that there is an audience for everybody. There's not enough of me to take care of all of those that are out there who are having traumatic events and who are in crisis and who are seeking out care. I may not be for everyone. I'm okay with that. And you should be okay with that too if you are in practice. If you're not in practice, I just want to make sure that you know that your magic is so needed and what you're pumping out into the universe is, is really amazing. And so just keep being you. I think that's so important. I can't stress it enough. All right. And so it is. Amen. I think it would be good if I kind of touch on the difference now between being authentic versus being real. Cause I think there's a, there's a line in the sand on that. And sometimes that gets a little blended and a little gray. For me, being authentic is owning all the parts of myself and me showing up every day, not only in my practice, but in how I move about the world and owning the, the light parts and the dark parts of myself. That is me being authentic. 
all the things that I love, the fairies, the unicorns, and the crystals, and and the harder side of myself or the edgier side of myself, which can sometimes be, you know, the swearing and the motorcycles and the firearms, okay? That's me being authentic because that brings me joy and that brings me passion. The other side of that in me being real is understanding that um, there are going to be lighter days and there are going to be darker days when we're moving about the planet. And we have to own those emotions fully in order to be authentic in how we choose to heal, all right? Our healing should be conscious. It should be a commitment. It's not something that we can take lightly or as I said earlier, earlier we can bypass. I'd like to give you an example when I'm working with moms as an example, okay? And they're coming to me and they're in crisis. I can't always approach what they're talking about from a spiritual perspective. I know I've touched on this with you guys earlier, but however, I have to be real with them and sometimes I will share personal stories because the end of the other side of that rather is that they can better identify. They can identify with me as their practitioner and they can better identify with what it is they're actually feeling. I think that's important. So what I would like to ask each of you right now is, how can you show up in the world day to day being your most authentic self and more real? And that might take some time. And again, that could be a trigger, but this is an opportunity for you to lean in. As I like to say, we have two choices. We can either lean into the emotions or we can turn away from them. If we lean in, yes, it will be painful. And yes, it might take some time, but I think what you can come up with on the other side is gonna be very beneficial to expanding your mind, expanding your heart, and expanding body, mind, and spirit, all right? And if that means that you have to journal, then journal. You don't have to write full sentences and paragraphs. Sometimes I've just taken a notebook and I've just jotted down words that float up to the top of my brain. And when I go back and review them, they make sense. They might make sense an hour later or they might make more sense a week later. It just depends on where I am in that moment, all right? So part of your homework for this week is where in your life can you show up to be a little more authentic, just a micro move, and a little more real? And so it is. We are at one of my favorite parts of the episode, and that is the Crystal Wisdom Corner. So when I was researching the best rocks to use for how to be a spiritual outlaw, I realized I wanted to use red calcite. And one thing I want to share before we go any further on the spiritual properties of red calcite is any stone in the calcite family can be immersed in water. So it's really great if you want to put it um, in a glass of water or if you have fur babies at home, you can put it in your pet's water and the properties of that calcite will permeate and it will not disintegrate. But for purposes of today's information and education, red calcite is great as a grounding stone. It's great to help center your root chakra, all right, that base of the spine. And everything connected to the root chakra is centered around feeling stable and secure. Who am I? 
how do I fit in in this lifetime, in this world, in this body? What is my divine life purpose? And I feel that red calcite was a great companion because its wisdom and its medicine can really help us when we're talking about being a spiritual outlaw or when we're talking about how to be more authentic and more real, we can connect to the wisdom and medicine of red calcite for it to share all the things that it wants to bestow upon us and we can have a little bit, little bit more grounding and centeredness. So that's red calcite for this week's episode. Our group collective card for the week is perfect. Okay. And be kind or be quiet is our collective message. And I love this card and I'm going to tell you why. How many times have we found ourselves in situations and we're saying things, if you're familiar with the think principle, T-H-I-N-K, what you're saying, is it thoughtful? Is it helpful? Is it important? Is it necessary? And is it kind? right? Nine times out of 10, or maybe nine and a half times out of 10, it's none of those things, right? So in moments like that, we either have to be kind or we have to shut the hell up, right? And I'm guilty of this too. So I'm not without those pitfalls or shortcomings, trust me. However, it's a good opportunity for us to sit and listen to this message today and actually ask ourselves. Where am I possibly not being kind? And if I'm not being kind, I just need to keep my mouth closed and be quiet. There are actually times and situations where if I'm having those thoughts or I might be wanting to say something that could come out wrong, I'll visualize that I have duct tape over my mouth. It's true. All right. And then if I'm in a situation where I might hear someone else saying something that is unnecessary or unkind or not helpful or not thoughtful, I'll visualize duct tape over their mouth and then I wrap them in barbed wire. So I've done that too. I don't do it all the time. That's a very rare occasion. But the point behind what I'm saying is that kindness is so needed and so necessary. And the moment those words roll off our tongue, we're generating a vibration or an essence or an energy that it's a 50-50 shot. It's either going to uplift and empower and encourage, or it's going to drop down and it's going to deplete. So which do you want that to be? So I think your homework for the upcoming week is where in your life can you be more kind And are there situations where you might need to be just a little quieter, right? We always look at homework week to week in terms of micro moves because those small moves are more digestible for us and they create the least amount of resistance and the impact that they have is equally as powerful, all right? So I think that's a good group collective card read for the week. Just for today, be kind or be quiet. And I'd love to share with all of you some of the best ways that you can reach out and contact me because I've always told you on our episodes that I'd love to hear from you. We love hearing your comments and your feedback. If there's questions you'd like to ask me, I'd love to answer them on a future episode and I'd love to hear some topic ideas from you. I don't claim to know everything. You know, I put my thought and my heart and my intention into different topics, but I'd also love to get some feedback from all of you because I don't know everything. I don't claim to know everything. I don't want to know everything, but I can also learn from many. 
And those of you who are watching this series and who support me, I can learn from you too. I feel that way very strongly day to day. So if you'd like to reach out to me, you can find me on my main website, which is amybarilla.com. You can find me on Instagram and my handle there is amybarillapediatrics. And you can also find this podcast on places like Spotify and iTunes and iHeartMusic and Podbean or wherever else you can catch a really great podcast. And so as we close out this week's episode, I'd like to thank everybody for connecting in this sacred divine healing space. I do this because I believe strongly in the power not only of the healing arts realm and the energy work that I'm doing, but I believe in the power of connecting with each of you because there are strength in numbers. And as I always say, in the words of Glennon Doyle, we can do hard things. And we can do hard things every damn day and we can still sizzle and we can still shine and we can still be a spiritual badass and a spiritual outlaw and we can get the work done. So until we meet again, have a wonderful rest of this week and I look forward to seeing you all again real soon. Take care.